Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. Some political heave-ho on the podcast. And the overwhelming feeling is that Kathy Hochul would be the strongest candidate. And it has him running to the left. Uh, and apparently Kathy Hochul is too far to the right, so he's, he's got to kind of drop her as, as a running mate. I think my race is suddenly very winnable and that it's suddenly very attractive. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. Oh boy, some political ring tossing at its best, or worse, depending on your perspective. The race has been set in a local congressional district. Incumbent Trump tight, Republican Chris Collins facing a Democratic challenge from Democrat Grand Island Supervisor Nathan McMurray. Or... So it seemed. The local Dem party chair says McMurray is his candidate. But Governor Cuomo, well, he seems to have his own thoughts. Uh, I know Nate McMurray. He's a good person, good man, good elected official. Uh, But there's a very strong feeling that Kathy Hochul, who obviously had been successful in that district before, would be the best candidate. And there are people, Democrats, who want to win. And if you want to win, what you try to do is get the strongest candidate. Uh, And the overwhelming feeling is that Kathy Hochul would be the strongest candidate. Now, uh, Kathy uh, doesn't want to run, but if you ask me who would be the best candidate to run and win, who has the best shot, I think it's Kathy Hochul. It's moot because uh, Kathy Hochul doesn't want to run and it's her decision. Did you or your administration tell Sam Hoyt to make a call? to Nate McMurray? Uh, No, but there's no secret that many, many people have been trying to get Kathy Hochul to run, and many, many people have said Kathy Hochul would be the strongest candidate, and many, many people say that she would be a stronger candidate than Nate McMurray. Uh, If Kathy were willing to run, uh, I think that would be the best chance the Democrats have to win this seat. There's no doubt about that, but she's not willing to run. I never, I said to Kathy, if you want to run, I support that. Uh, If you don't want to run, I support that. And from my position, nothing has changed. I never, uh, Nancy Pelosi called on Kathy's behalf. It's all flattering for Kathy. Nancy Pelosi, uh, Joe Crowley, I got calls from all across the nation. Uh, asking me to ask Kathy to uh, asking me to ask uh, Kathy to run. Uh, but I always said it was Kathy's decision. So how's the Democratic challenger feel when the governor's throwing out the name of his lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul, as a replacement candidate to face off against Chris Collins? After all, Hochul served in Congress for a partial term but lost in a race for re-election in a district that actually skews a bit more conservative. Here's Nate McMurray. I've worked very hard. We are one of the only races anywhere across the country that doesn't have a Democratic primary. Even Collins has a primary. 
we cleared the field. We did it with less money, with sincerity, with a lot of uh, effort. And for him to come in now and to undermine us, even in, even if he didn't do it directly, even if it was a slip of the tongue, doesn't help. And I think that his uh, his uh, his motivations are I, I can only speculate on, but I think he has some uh, political issues of himself right now. Hey, you mentioned that doing that with less money, you kind of wear that as a badge of honor. But do you look at that as maybe the reason why some Democrats are saying, "Hold on, maybe you can't win"? Well, it hasn't stopped us yet. And listen, if they really they really wanted to win, they would help get behind me. And I think, you know, I, I take those $5 and $10 donations as seriously as the others take the big, don- the big donors' donations. I, I take all this with a lot of uh, thanks and sincerity. And the reality is that was never part of any discussions regarding dropping out of the race. This is, let's call it what it is. They're having issues with primaries of their own. They need to move people around. They think this is some type of corporate org chart where they can move people around, and I'm not going to move. And the governor and I share a lot of the same principles. We have a lot of the same beliefs. The difference is I believe in results. And no matter how much money you have, we have proven that we can bring results, and we have cleared the election. We have done all the dirty work, and we're not going to quit now. Nate, did you get a phone call from Sam Hoyt? Did he urge you to drop out? You know what? I'll be honest. I think Sam's been thrown under the bus, and I don't know Sam all that well, but, I mean, he was not the key player in all this. I think he's the one that's been featured most in the media. But uh, there were other players, and you can see the governor himself had a – he's said it. I'm not saying anything that out of school. He obviously had an interest in switching things around and moving things around. But how unfair would that have been to all the people who have gotten signatures from me in the snow and rain how fair, unfair is it to Kathy Hochul herself, who has been a, a loyal supporter of the governor, to move her out of, the, of her race? I mean, she seems like she doesn't want to do this either. And how unfair would it have been to other primary challengers who were against me, who worked so hard? We had many candidates' nights. We had many events. And at the last minute to fly in, literally, and then off the cuff to say, hey, I think I want to switch things up, that's just not how democracy works. Do you think the call for Hochul to challenge Collins has more to do about you and your race or more to do about the governor and the challenge he's facing in his Democratic primary? I think my race is suddenly very winnable and that it's suddenly very attractive. Like I said, there's no other primary challengers. We've locked it up. Our opponent is very weak. He's getting weaker by the day. Look at the stories that are coming out about his ethical violations. Look at the story about how he's pushing bills that are going to drive up drug prices to support his own companies. There is a lot of anger towards Mr. Collins for his lack of representation. So suddenly this race is very winnable. At the same time, you have a very difficult challenge for the governor and for the lieutenant governor. So clearly it's about trying to find trying to you know put people they need to be in the right places for their stories and for their uh, games and not for anything of the people the 27th district care about i mean it's really sad the night before governor cuomo made those statements and it's hard for me to say this because in a lot of ways i do support some of the governor's initiatives including the tuition cuts that he's trying to help for working families so the night before he came to say these comments i was in ontario ontario county canada and we had a room full of people who unanimously supported me. How am I supposed to say to all those people, you know what, you got it wrong. Governor's got it right. Nate, clear something up. 
Do you live in the district, the 27th district? I do not, but the Constitution, our Constitution clearly states that you can run outside of these districts. And it's not like I'm coming from North Carolina where Chris Collins grew up. I grew up here. My family lives across the district. And the reason we have these rules is because these district lines change all the time. When Kathy Hochul first ran, she was in the 20, what is it, 26th district. It became the 27th district. They redraw these lines all the time. It's a legal fiction. I think that's a very weak argument, especially if you believe in the Constitution. Do you expect these pushes to continue for uh, Kathy Hochul to overtake your challenge to Chris Collins? Well, I don't know how it could continue. It would have to be up to me to make that decision because I'm the one on the ballot. And it's all sealed up, right? The petitions are in and that deadline is passed. It is. And guess what? I'm a fighter. I've always believed in being a fighter and fighting for principles and not fighting for political parties or political partisanship. And I believe we have a very bad guy in office that a lot of people have been mistreated by and taken advantage of. And I'm going to fight that guy to the end. I'm going to let them worry about Albany and D.C. political games themselves. I, I don't care what they're doing. We're going to do what we're doing and we're going to move forward. What to make of it all. The Twitter feed of one of our regular political pundits, it lit up Thursday night. It's like a Rubik's Cube on the Democrat side. They're trying to put this together. WBEN contributor, Canisius College poli-sci professor, and Erie County legislator, Kevin Hardwick. And so far, they're not doing a great job of it. In fact, I think I think Andrew Cuomo is probably uh, trying to challenge uh, 1990 Republican gubernatorial candidate Pierre Frenfrey. Winfrey, uh, for the record, for throwing uh, the most members of his own party under the bus, because that's what he's done to uh, Hochul and even more to to McMurray. I mean, I, I almost feel sad for, for McMurray. Um, it, it's just the sort of thing you don't do. And I think it all goes back to the, the pressure that he's feeling from last week's endorsement by the Working Families Party of Cynthia Nixon rather than rather than him for governor. I mean, that's a real problem for him. And it has him running to the left. Uh, and apparently Kathy Hochul is too far to the right. So he's, he's got to kind of drop her as, as a running mate. Um, and everybody else is caught in the middle. And it's a it's a it's a giant mess. Uh, fortunately, uh, on Hardline this weekend, uh, I've decided already before I left town to devote the whole show to Albany and politics. And I've got uh, Ralph Larigo, the conservative chairman from Erie County, Jesse Lenny, a Working Families Party organizer from upstate New York, uh, to come on and, and try to explain why all this has happened. I mean, it's, it all goes back to the Working Families Party. I mean, the whole domino effect uh, of that. Uh, and, and, you know, some of the dominoes are named Hochul and McMurray. Uh, also joining me, by the way, will be Ryan Whalen uh, from Spectrum News. He, uh, he is a reporter on their Capitol Tonight show. So it's it's going to be the perfect weekend to talk about Albany. Yeah, it sure is. Kevin, I mean, is this really more about what's going on with the governor than it is about New York 27? Oh, it's absolutely. It's everything about what's going on with the governor. Uh, it certainly is. Um, I mean, he's he's running for re-election. Uh, he, uh, he had a hard challenge in the Democratic primary uh, four years ago, from someone named uh, uh, a Zephyr Teachout, uh, which sounds more like the uh, the uh, uh, answer to Final Jeopardy than uh, than a candidate for governor, uh, but he's really worried about Cynthia Nixon, and she's got that momentum with the Working Families Party endorsement. Um, this is this has set the wheels in motion.
Looking at what's going on with that lieutenant governor's seat, I mean, does Kathy Hochul stand a real chance of losing her race the way it's set up? I mean, even though there is that challenge, does she still not have name recognition or is the lieutenant governor's seat just so far down on people's mind that the name recognition doesn't exist? She has she has name recognition in western New York. Uh, certainly, I, I can't even. Again, I'm out of town, and I don't have uh, have access to everything I normally would. I, I, I can't tell you her uh, her opponent's name in the uh, lieutenant governor's race. However, uh, even though she has uh, uh, name recognition in Western New York, the Democratic primary, remember, is all about New York City. I mean, I mean, Democrats there are more Democrats and Republicans, and and the Democrats are all downstate. That's important in in general elections, but it's really important in Democratic primaries because that's where all the votes are in New York City. And Kathy Hochul is on the other end, on the wrong end of the state for a Democratic primary. Well, what does this all say about Chris Collins? Well, you know, you know, I I saw a little bit. uh, One of my former students, Chris Grant, is uh, is uh, Chris Collins's advisor. And there was a little bit of call it trash talk or taunting of uh, of some of the Democrats, and and I got to tell you, it, it it could be be careful for what you wish, because if Hochul is the candidate, you know that's a that's a serious candidate. Nate McMurray, his uh, financials show that he didn't raise a lot of money. I mean, he raised thirty six thousand dollars, which to you and I is a lot of money for a campaign, but for a congressional campaign is nothing. Um, you know, and Hochul Hochul would be able to raise money. Hochul would uh, has the name recognition. Hochul would be a, um, a a formidable candidate against him. So, um, you know, I got to believe in, in his heart of hearts. Uh, uh, um, Chris Collins is is hoping that everything stays the way it is. And and by the way, so would Chris Jacobs, uh, state senator, uh, Republican state senator from that district, uh, because um, you know the the plan. Democrat plan would have McMurray running against him. Right now, no one really of any substance is running against him. So, you know, there are a lot of people with a lot of, you know, a lot, lot of skin in this game. You mentioned the money being raised. Now, Nate McMurray, kind of when we talked to him earlier, where's that as a badge of honor that he hasn't had that much money yet? He's still been able to clear the field, well, at least until right now. Is this an eye opening thing, even though we talk about it every single election year, that you know, Nate McMurray has a year's salary, you know, stocked up in his war chest for one race for a congressional seat, yet he's still being talked about as if he has no money at all. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and it is no money at all for that particular race. I mean, if he were running, well, even if he were running for state Senate, that wouldn't be a ton of money, uh, but it'd be, be more than, than, uh, than it is for a congressional race. Uh, you know, if you were running for re-election for Grand Island Supervisor, um, sure, thirty-six thousand dollars would be a lot of money, but it's not for a congressional race. And and as someone who's been out there myself trying to raise money over the years for my races, I feel his pain. It's not easy to raise money. You know, it's not easy to approach people. It's not easy to get them to give you money, uh, the money that you need to you know to win your election. So grab some popcorn. This is going to be a big screen event for sure. Back Monday. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.